0: All right, it is week two of the NFL season, actually getting ready for week three of the NFL season, and yes, A to Z made it two weeks into the NFL season. I'm surprised, are you? <laughs> I'm surprised by a lot of things. Yes. And, Andre, let's get right to it. Yes. Let's go.
1: 2.46 left last Sunday at, I, I have a bad habit, First I call Energy it Cleveland Stadium. Brown Stadium still. That's, it still is. kind of how I was raised in this game. But anyway, 2.46 <laughs> to go. The Browns trailing by one point because of a botched PAT, about to be another very Browns loss.
0: Very Browns like. <laughs> Before we get to that, being in that moment, you even tweeted it during the game, being in that moment was so Cleveland Brown like. Yeah. That you're battling your guts out. Sorry, Butch. <laughs> you're battling your guts out not to lose, even though you've probably won the whole game physically, but you're battling because you yes. missed an extra point.
1: Right, yes. Some, one little thing went wrong, and Jimmy Graham caught 72 passes, and there's nothing anybody could do about no. it. And so here they come with the slowest, most horizontal two-minute drive ever. And I'll admit, I'm thinking, there's no way. And you are watching, and you are thinking. No way.
0: Where does something? Here's where something goes wrong. That's what I was thinking. I, right. And the way the drive started, if you really want to go through how the drive started, to, to really catch everybody up, you start on the four yard line. The first play, and I and, and I'm not putting anybody down, but no one's really talked about this. You get an awful uh, penalty called on the Saints, and it would have been a, a loss. You would have been second, and I think, twelve from or second and twelve, right. from like the two. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. That changes the entire drive. And then they go back in the full huddle. And yeah. He's looking over at Shanahan, waiting for
1: this call. They're taking their time, and I'm going, "What?" Because at the time, you still had three timeouts, yes. sure,
0: but that's even more reason to hustle up. Because if you have to punt and try to get the ball punt. back, right. right, right. Well, a lot of things went right, and yeah. you and I had so many conversations about Brian Hoyer and what he can't do, and not just you and I. That's just. In right. the football world, that's how we break down quarterbacks. And we've done that a lot here in Cleveland. And there are so many things that we can sit here and say that he can't do great. Exactly. But I think the the thought process is going through your mind, my mind, and 70-some thousand fans that were watching in the stadium and they really were there at that point in time. We were all thinking, all right, you're going to screw up. You're going to throw a pick. You don't have great wide receivers. You don't have a lot of size. You don't have a lot of speed. I can continue. I don't think we ever went through Brian Hoyer's head. No. He literally – I think he pasted out to – I'm giving him this, that we need to get here by this point in time for a 30- to 40-yard field goal.
1: Yeah, and so they make a couple plays. Uh, They get a timeout. They get a break. Barnage catches one. Gary Barnage making plays. And so Brian Hoyer's rolling out towards the press box side, and he's got nothing but green grass in front of him. Miles (laughs) Austin, who can't separate from you at this point, separates an inch. And Hoyer shows me and all the other jackasses who think they know by zooming a dart in there ball gets caught. They don't rule him down inbounds, so they, they save the second. Another Cleveland moment, a, a by very the Very Cleveland moment. It goes Cleveland's way. Then Rob Ryan, like an idiot, sends oh. the same blitz. The $4 million midget runs behind it. <laughs> yes. Hoyer just chucks it up there. He trips over his own feet, but still, still... catches the ball. And then they make the field goal after yeah. botching a PAT, after missing one that was negated by a timeout yes. at that same end later. And for all the talk about Brian Hoyer, hometown hero, and the crowd was so great, and it was, and all that, Dre, all that only means something when you win, and the Browns won the game.
0: They won the game, and I'm gonna catch you off guard. Where does this rank in wins for the Browns since they returned? Huge. It's in the top five, right? Because it's in the
1: top five. It is, and because and you know why though. Before we even go back to that, it's because of what have you done for me lately, league? They hadn't won in almost 300 days. First of all, and now it sets up one of the biggest game, top five biggest games that they've had since they've they've been back.
0: And because you could be two and one, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I can't. I, this is the best part about what happened Sunday, and I don't always feel this way. And some people aren't going to like it. I can't wait till one o'clock on Sunday. I know,
1: and it. And it, I think most of the city and feels with that the way. Browns, it has so rarely been like because that. they have beaten the crap out of you. Right. if you've been that way.
0: Yes, and I am excited because, as you said, it's the biggest game because it's the next game. Right, but it's a bigger game for other reasons. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But if you can play with Baltimore. The way that you did – I mean, the Pittsburgh game, there were some things that, that scared me, and I said that last week, and I'll continue saying it. But since that halftime of the Pittsburgh game, I'll admit, they have put six quarters together where I go, okay, this is a legitimate football team. You go out and you play Baltimore head-to-head, and remember Baltimore's going to have a long rest. They're coming off that Thursday night game against Pittsburgh. They literally have a chance to be 2-1 and one and get two weeks of all of us smacking them on the backside saying, great job, great. you're going to Tennessee. And and I hate being one of those schedule guys. You start looking at the schedule, Zach. And and I don't want to get too far. You got week six. You got the Steelers. But, but if throw- there
1: is a soft part of the schedule, yeah, buddy. it comes after Jacksonville,
0: Dubai. Oakland, right? right. Uh, you, they, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Yeah. you can get into November and maybe be a
1: game or two their over five hundred. Yeah. Well, the Ravens have given up one touchdown in two games, yeah. and the Ravens have to play for two and one. This is their third division game. Yes. I mean, this means a ton to them, and this is why it's so big. But but, Dre, right, I mean, we can, and I'm sure we will over the course of this podcast and the one later in the week, and yes. maybe next week too. Uh, because uh, they might not win, but Brian Hoyer, for all that he's done and doesn't do and can't do, is four and one as a starter for yeah. the Cleveland Browns. And the that gold means more than standard. Else. The gold standard is Tim Couch at twenty-two and thirty-seven. Yeah. And no, folks, I don't have any sheets in front of. me No, he doesn't. He doesn't this. To this the is the go- best thing about him. He the knows second a bunch of stuff to the gold matter. standard is Derek Anderson at sixteen and twenty as a starter for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so here's Brian Hoyer at four and one. Happens to be hometown kid. Happens to be um, the guy dismissed by everybody, including these two, sitting right here. Mostly me. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, You know, and if you believe in good vibes, if you believe, well, well, we all believe in good, if you believe that good vibes mean anything, then this is the biggest game the Browns have played in the new era because, as you mentioned, Andre, for two weeks, you can say we're a real football team in real playoff contention. And hell, maybe even tied for first place.
0: He might be tied for first place. And as I said, the schedule sets up for a young team that – and you don't want to get overconfidence. And I want to – there's a couple things I want to, a list of things I want to get to you with. But let's talk – we're at the quarterback. Start with Hoyer. And I agree with you. Everything he just he just – He's like the perfect candidate to run for president, and there's no such thing.
1: You know what I mean? Like well, you can, people want to elect Mike Pettin, mayor of Cleveland. Oh, he already's won. What are you light talking up that about? cigar, drink yeah. that beer, and follow yeah. this man? Drink a beer. <laughs> like,
0: I mean, why not? Like they'll throw Dan Gilbert out of town in a yeah. heartbeat. Right? Who's Dan Gilbert? I mean, <laughs> Mike Pettin could do anything he wants right now yes. because he does look Cleveland. We'll talk. Let's talk about Mike Pettin. Yeah, the way his team started off, Jabal Shear told me two things. He goes, "We were too fired up, but we came out a little flat," and that the flat thing drove me crazy. Sure. But he's got his pulse on his team right now. Um, because I can look at a couple things, just he's hitting the right buttons with the right players. The Manziel thing playing, and we'll get to that, makes no sense to me right now. And I'm not a hater of Johnny. But playing him for three plays and running the plays that everybody knows he's gonna run and the pirouette that he does to the left, he's gonna get killed if he doesn't it's get it. It's almost of that like
1: Kyle wanted to listen to Sports Talk Radio kill him on Monday while he was watching that Ravens film. Cause it made yeah. no
0: sense. It made no sense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Ravens will prepare for that, but that's what you're gonna prepare for any, you don't need to see it. When you see Johnny Manziel come right. in the game, you know it's going to be. Because when you see it,
1: you say this guy's not all that fast and it's right. not all that different than what we've seen. Right? Yeah, he had that spin move and the ball could have been caught, but you, that's not something that you don't uniquely see. A real quarterback
0: throws the ball before he does the pirouette. Because he was open, Ray right. Agnew was open right. for four seconds. Right? He didn't have to run away. All he had to do was just lob it over and Agnew does. And that's, that's not to beat up on Johnny. But I think we've gotten to the point with what Brian has done we don't need to talk about Johnny for a while. And that could be the best thing that could happen to the Browns. Right,
1: right. And, and the uh, again, again, uh, what have you done for me lately, League? And if Brian flops on Sunday, then we will talk about Johnny. But, but you just that said seems something. a stretch.
0: Yeah, but you just said something. And I'm not going at you, but this is our town. Yeah. He if Let's say he plays the worst game he's played as a starting quarterback for the Browns. Let's say it. Let's say he dumps the bed. It happens to all of them. He'll be 4-2 as a starter. Do we really just throw him out the bed and go, next man up?
1: And everything we said about the Browns preseason, and not not just preseason, because screw those four weeks; those are awful. they
0: are awful. Uh,
1: Going all the way back to April when this schedule came out, knowing the circumstances, knowing new coach, new system, either mediocre new quarterback, whoever it was going to be, we said one and two would be success. This team's got a legitimate chance to be two and one. Yeah. If they
0: are one and two, nobody's jumping off that 4-8 no. bridge. They're, they're playing with they're playing house money right now, and that's good. Um, biggest surprise to you, bigger surprise to you because you know how I felt in preseason. I'll stay on the offense. Uh, I've been big on Crowell. I know you've been big on Crowell. We're both big SEC watchers. We knew his talent. I knew the team was trying to hide him. I remember I won't say the name, but someone close to the team told me in week one of the preseason um, that the first pre, or second preseason game. I go. Hey, what are you doing with 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 Crowell? And he goes, "We're trying to hide him. We hope we can get him on the practice squad. And nobody notices him." And I chuckled and I go, "Yeah, nobody'll nobody'll keep up with the the number one running back in the country from three <laughs> years ago." And the same person laughed back at me and he goes, "I said we're trying." Well, obviously, and 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 this is me. I got nothing against Terrence West. Terrence West is talented too. I just think Crowell. He, I said it on here. He is what Trent Richardson was supposed to be. Yeah, and he fits what this yes. offense
1: is. And, you know, he's behind for, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Some of that is the hiding thing. Um, and, and some of the, the West has to learn, too, is these guys were playing 1AA football yeah. a year ago. Andre. Yeah, they were playing against guys <laughs> now, right. like at Young South State. No offense, right. but and that's now what they're playing. Now are playing against the very best of the best. So, yeah, and they're both got a long, long way to go. And if they start fumbling or their growth gets stunted, then, then we'll kill them and we'll welcome Bell, yep. Ben Tate back. But, they're onto something here, and uh, the team they're playing on Sunday would Wanted. would trade anything to have those two as their yes. backs instead of what they got.
0: They thought they were getting Terrence West. The Baltimore Ravens thought that they were getting him. Yeah, they were a little surprised the Browns took him where he was moved taking. up to get him. Yes, Just they were to surprised keep the Ravens from getting him because the Ravens were going to take him. The one thing I was going to say, surprise wise, are you more surprised by their success? And I know you're probably not because you knew them. But you knew Andrew Hawkins before most people here do because you were covering the Bengals when he was down there. Had an ankle injury last year. A lot of people didn't really see him play. I've been very I, negative towards the Browns receivers. You already made a joke about Miles Austin, and you're right. I just threw the ball down, and I got a PBU because he couldn't run by me. Are you more surprised by the success that they've had with the receivers or with the two young running backs? Um, I am more
1: surprised by the receiver success. Okay. And Hawkins is, you know, try hard to get his stories incredible. Uh, The Detroit Lions tried to hire him as a scout Yeah, Didn't think he could make it Browns had him as a tryout player He didn't last then In the 2008 Browns They were awful Uh, You know CFL for a short stint Rams for like two days Literally Bengals practice squad I go on and on But tries his ass off Andre Runs every route really hard And late in both games, when I think defenses have been winded or caught peeking in the backfield or both, because he runs that same route so hard every time he's open, Hoyer knows it, forces him the ball,
0: and he sprawls out and catches it. Yes. Now, what the big news of the week and all the weeks have been about the drug policy and everything else. And it looks like in November, when the team is in Atlanta, uh, you're going to get Josh Gordon back. And suddenly, if you put Josh Gordon and knock on wood, I think the Jordan Cameron injury is going to be. I just think it's going to be a, a it's going to be a bugaboo all year long. It's one of those injuries that just doesn't get better, especially playing football. But suddenly, this offense and I'm getting way like eight weeks ahead of myself. Suddenly, this offense could be fun to watch if you throw in Josh. You're Gordon. You're
1: the one who once warned me about getting my head of head of myself <laughs> yeah. assuming that Gordon would be yes. eligible to participate. Yeah, I
0: did, and you were right. God, I hate that. But yeah, it happens every <laughs> once in a while. Every once in a while. But that. Yeah, could happen, and for a guy like me that was, and look, this all could change by next week, and you'll listen, and you'll be here, and you'll hear it, but by, next, by November, if you keep some of the same compartments together, the offensive line has played great so far. It really has. Nobody's talked about it you could have a fun offense to watch because they're playing with like their hand behind their back when it comes to the passing game right yes, now.
1: Yes, they are. they are. They really I mean, are. And that's why you credit Hoyer even more. I mean, all he can do is get the ball where he gets it, right? right. And even those off-balance javelins that he threw early in the game, they didn't get picked. Yeah. And he's said it, and we've heard coaches say it for years, but he's living proof of it. If you don't turn the ball over in the NFL... You're probably going to be hanging around at the end of the game, yeah, and, and that will, goes right back to the right. top of the show.
0: Yep, and then, well, the Cincinnati Bengals say whatever you want about them, and say whatever you want about the Marvin Lewis, you know, era uh, that continues along. When that team is plus on the plus minus minus in turnovers, they win. Right. It's that simple. Yep. Like on the head of their like that's it's that when they win. That they win the game, and they've continued doing that, and the Browns are doing that right now. I want to go to defense to talk about surprises. I was hard on Dante Whitner, just and there's still going to be moments where he struggles, and they helped him versus Graham last week, and they, and it, they, what they did against Graham to me was the best that you could do. He's that great of a player. People. He really is. He's that great. He's going to do that every week, no matter who is playing him. He's too big, too strong, too fast, too tall, all that stuff. He's just too that. But Whitner does bring something emotionally to this team that they need. My favorite player, though, right now is Carlos Dansby. Oh, I love kidding. Andre Davis. He was my guy. Love Quell Jackson. My guy. They made plays backed by the safeties. They made 150 of them a year, which was great. Right now, Dansby is making plays every week in front of him, right at the line of scrimmage. The, the sack that he has in the fourth quarter is bigger than almost any throw that Hoyer has. It's been amazing. Now, when the ball's gets past him, he has problems. He's not that fast as a runner. It's amazing, though, what he can do going forward.
1: Every grade, and I don't need the coach's film to say this or see this, A-plus on Dansby, right? And he has made plays in the passing game. He made the sack that that set the stage for the heroics. He's been great in the locker room, and uh, it's just been great. And, Andre, I think he embodies – when you talk about Pettin, as we did a couple of minutes ago, Pettin has created this bunker mentality where he has said, "Guys, there's a reason there's been like 190 different coaches here. There's a reason that all these guys, whether you're big ticket free agent like Dansby or first round pick like the other guys, haven't made it here. I mean, it's just the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. No one believes in us, so we got to keep it here and we got to change this. And I think." That Dansby has really, really embraced that and embodies it.
0: Yes, he does, and he's going to make Kirksey better. He's going to make all those other guys better. One negative I'll say about the defense: they played well against. The, I, it's hard to put them down when you slow down the quarterback. They slow right. down. I'm still worried about the run defense. Yeah, they're well, getting gashed. They the got
1: out rushed by 45 or 50 yeah. yards. They got out gained by 75 and beat the Saints. Right. How does that happen? Well, you score on defense. Yep, that yeah. helps. You, you get you play well early and get in the game, keep the crowd in the game. One field possession for thirty minutes and had the crowd in the game. Yeah. Great point. And, and that's a great way to do it. But yeah, if you would have said if I if I thought the Browns would be in the game. I really did. But I would have said, Andre, you're right, that they would have either made the Saints completely one dimensional yep. or there would have been some really big offensive plays right. in there that kind of skewed the stats and there weren't. I know
0: they weren't. Now everybody now you know how the town goes. Let me go through some uh-huh. things. Let me go through a couple things that are that are going around town. Joe Hayden stinks. <laughs> this made me mad. I almost got into it with somebody on Twitter on Sunday. because I'm I, And I'm not Joe Hayden's best friend. I like him. I know him. I didn't play in a softball game like Zach. He probably mad at me for that. Um, I was on I a was, losing team. Yeah, I didn't want to embarrass myself. I was like, tweeting in right field. Yeah, I didn't want to embarrass myself like somebody that played third base left-handed uh, that we all know and love. Uh, but It's you, Anthony. Lima. Yeah, we're talking about you, Lima. Get a grip. Go to a batting cage once. Um, but... He, what do you want him to do? Richard Sherman gave up plays on Sunday. Patrick Peterson, who's the best in the league right Me, he had a tough game against Reuben Randall. Marcus Colson didn't have a catch. Marcus Colson didn't Kenny have a catch. Stills Cooks didn't barely catch. had any catches. Yeah, and
1: Cooks didn't hurt him.
0: But you put this all-world six-foot-seven giant on him. What do you expect to happen? That was on Petten. They should have put a safety or a linebacker in front of him. The one touchdown, and I got to be careful, Buster. Screen and my daughter. Um, they work out at the same place. Our kids. <laughs> but Buster should have took the outside. If he takes away the outside on that one touchdown on there, and makes him run back inside to Wit to Whitner, they probably don't throw the ball to Graham on the touchdown. Yeah. Why is our town so caught up in? They really think, when you say shut down corner, that nobody throws the ball against them. They all get the ball thrown against them. All of them. If you
1: think Joe Hayden stinks, this is why we can't have nice things, people. Yep. <laughs> no. Um Yeah, it, you're right, Andre. This team defense, it, it's a team thing. And in today's league... um you know, Richard Sherman didn't get thrown at in week one. Right. Well, they didn't win that game by 20 some points going away because of Richard Sherman. No. Sure, they made him play one handed, and that's the goal of any defensive yep. coordinator, one side of the field, uh, one direction there. But no, Hayden's going to be just fine. Uh, when when Pettin puts the cigar down in the glass of whatever <sighs> and makes his list of concerns, and they're still there, um, including handling success, yes. including better quarterback play, what yes. happens when one of those heaves gets picked and, and everything Cause else? Because it's going to happen. Uh Joe Hayden's not on that list.
0: No. And he's far. not
1: on that all night, all, all uh, every night, all week list. No, no,
0: ever. Well, and the other side. The guy shows up. Yes. yes. Justin Gilbert struggled mightily first game. You just sit on something. And this might be the best thing of the week. Justin Gilbert's name isn't being brought up at all. Their two main receivers don't make any big catches, don't make any big plays. Colston, in his first game ever, was here in Cleveland and dominated a yeah. decent Browns defense back in, I think, 2006 or five, whatever it was. Six. Six. Um I'm not saying all of a sudden he's Deion Sanders, but that was a hell of a change in one week. Hey, if Gilbert was ten
1: steps behind, that was two steps forward. Yes. And if he keeps making one or two, then by the back half of the year, you're onto to something. He's a 21-year-old, early-entry, Oklahoma State defense-optional cornerback.
0: And he's a quiet kid. The little I've got to meet and know of him, I think he keeps to himself. He's really quiet. And I think that at that position, because I haven't said I go, do you talk on the field? And he goes, not unless the other guy makes me. I think in the long run, he's the perfect guy opposite Joe Hayden. I just think it's going to be some str- – and I'm, he may struggle this week. You know, Do you put Joe Hayden on, on Tory? Yeah. Like, well, what Because do do? Steve
1: Smith has been the guy Senior. for them, and, but Torrey is yes. their number one. Right. And he has been quiet. All right, so I'm going to make your defense coordinator. What do you, who do you want – who worries you more and what do you do? Steve worries me more right now. Isn't that
0: crazy? Yeah. Me too.
1: Year 14 for that guy. All the people he's punched out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Duck. All the controversy he sparked. Well, here's the thing with Steve Smith. Ice up, son. Ice up, son. Here's the thing. If you put Justin Gilbert on him, he walks up and he goes, you put a blankety-blank rookie on me? Right. And he looks at Flacco and goes, feed me. You put him on Joe Hayden. I bet you he respects him, and he'll punch him too if he can get away with it. But you get a matchup
1: only when Hayden's not
0: looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to get the first punch in. I think that's going to be interesting how they stop him. This Baltimore team scares me in a weird way. As you said, they haven't given up what one touchdown, one touchdown. which is huge. Their defense. Hello, not as healthy. And when he's healthy, there you got a good defense. Just having that. Yeah. They got the young kid from Alabama that's running around like he's at Alabama still. Yeah. Uh, he's not playing like the kid. Does. Dallas got the other one finally to play right. Yeah. It's amazing. I,
1: well, it's amazing too with Dallas, and this is another conversation yeah. when. Romo doesn't throw picks. They win. All of a sudden, they win. It's unbelievable. You're just like it? here, right? Yeah.
0: It's But I, I think when you look at this Baltimore game, some of my keys, obviously they're going to try to run the football. I'm talking about Baltimore with whomever. I, I guess Pierce Pinarviers on running downs, and, four yeah. set on, on passing right. downs. And Forsett's a smaller back. They shouldn't have problems with that. I'm worried about the passing game. And they don't have the same type of receivers the Saints have. But I think that combination of Smiths, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how the Browns start Well, to and here's away. their key.
1: Pierce at 3-6 or 3-7 to carry and not 2-7, and then Pitt is back in the middle, and Flacco yeah. loves the guy, and that makes both Smiths better. It makes Jacoby Jones yeah. for the deep shot. It just makes Flacco better. They are content sitting in that shotgun with Flacco, even in a game like this where, frankly, Andre, 17 probably wins this thing. You would
0: think so. But, you know, they used Owen Daniels a lot last Thursday. Yes, they did, and, and like and that's it's because Pittsburgh dared him to, and he took it. Right, and yeah. I think that's what this Browns game comes down to. Other thing for this... Baltimore big game for Mike Pettin where his NFL career kind of got started Uh, and they still I know things have changed different you know obviously Rob Ryan isn't there or Rex excuse me isn't there but a lot of the the defensive mindset is still in Baltimore it'll be fun to watch these guys play chess against each other
1: for Mike Pettin Brian Hoyer and the Cleveland Browns this is the biggest game till the next one but this is the biggest game in yeah. a long time because you can change a lot of things and we'll talk about this in training camp Andre Wilbert Montgomery who is the Browns yes, running, running backs, backs coach. coach he was, spent the last six years with the Ravens in those six years the Ravens went 11-1 and against the Cleveland Browns, and when he came here this year in training camp, he said this nonchalantly, yeah. not trying to make headlines. He said, we always knew the Browns were good, especially on defense, but we also knew that their offense and the team as a whole would find a way to right. blow it late. He, uh, he said, and that's a perception. To, and perception right. does not go into anybody's no. game plan, but until the Browns beat this, they're not going anywhere.
0: He paraphr- to paraphrase him, he basically said, we knew that they would make a play where we would win the game. Right. He basically said, it, right, we knew it. Right. Remember Greg Little drops that ball on oh. Thursday night or Whedon as a rookie beats him? Right. I yeah. mean, we can go through a million. There was a pass dropped last year being, from, by it. didn't yeah. go all the way
1: back to like 09 when Brady throws a pick. I think Suggs, Suggs either tipped it or reached yeah. up with one hand and grabbed it and Ran into it. Ran a dog pile. And it was like you knew a touchdown was going to be scored by the Ravens defense. You knew that. They- and so talk about a shift in perception. I know the Browns can win this game. I, I don't know that they will, but I know that they can.
0: And it'd be huge. I'm with you. Other thing that I'll look at, i got to ask you the experience. You and I have been in that stadium a lot. It was amazing to see it was, what first energy stadium It was, was as like. good as it's been. It yeah. was as
1: good as it's been. And, and, and you know what? Credit them for the sound system. Uh, credit them for the, uh, the upgrades, yes. the reconfiguration, all that. And we can talk about the Halloween music. I'd rather leave that to somebody else's crappy show. Uh, the team was in the game. you got to
0: play that every time.
1: <laughs> the team was in the game. And that made a difference. The fans yes. were then in the game. You got up 10 nothing and energized the fans against the Saints. And they stuck with it. And it was wild. Yeah. credit to everyone involved.
0: Credit to everyone involved. That was a fun game. Can't wait for Sunday. Uh, I think they can win. And Now, don't blame me for whammy I mean, if it happens. Uh, I, I'll admit, I've gained a lot of respect in what they've done. I think it'll be interesting to see this zone blocking against Baltimore's defense. They want to get up the field. They've got big bodies. Uh, like I said, the NADA matchup will be great. But they have big bodies. Across the board in the front line of their defense, and they're not going to allow these guys just to to mesh one way. They're going to try to shoot the shoot up and get and stop running. Best defense wins. Best yes.
1: best defense wins this game because it's going to be a field position game. It's going to be a, you really don't want to be down ten. Right.
0: If you enjoyed this, make sure you stop back a little bit later on this week. Not only will we talk about the Browns, we're going to talk about about the NFL in a whole. Whether it's Adrian Peterson, whether it's Ray Rice, whether it's Goodell, we can talk about all that good stuff. It'll come up in a couple more days. Hey, we're on iTunes now.
1: Yeah, baby. Yeah, we're gonna get all this going here so uh, we appreciate you listening and uh, we'll be back in a couple of days to further count you down to sunday at one browns and ravens
0: ice up if you like us
1: definitely ice (laughs) up
0: but if you like us take care of us send it out to a friend we are on itunes now uh and it's going to get bigger and better we promise i think we think we think stay tuned stay tuned see ya (laughs)